Everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I am Michael Dupree. I am back from my vacation, even though when this episode's released, it'll be like, you've been back from your vacation for weeks now. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's the magic of podcasting, baby. That's just how it goes. I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> That's just the way it is, man. That's just the way it is. What's up? <laughs> Does this like go down? It can. You can. Oh, okay. I don't want to break it. No, no breaking. Nothing will break. Oh man, um, I had my vacation was very eventful. Where'd you go? We I went down to, uh, went started in the Great Smoky National Parks. Went through Pigeon Forge, which if you've ever been down there, it is the craziest place in the world. It's people call it Kid Vegas, and I thought that just <laughs> meant like. I just thought it meant like there would be, I don't know, like just, I mean, there it was, there's a lot of attractions for kids, but it is way more crazy than you can imagine it being. It's like they have, the minute you start going in there, they have these advertisements for like Hatfield and McCoy dinner feud. And it's like these <laughs> wild, like serious Vegas level shows of people like flipping these huge cat companies of and like they're flipping and doing fire tricks and pool tricks and wow it's wild and then there's like a like an old country buffet style <laughs> buffet <laughs> for people to eat at oh and gosh. there's like buildings with there's like this whole building that's like upside down and it's like this oh, like wow. weird like fun house attraction and wax museum and arcade like tons of arcades and sounds like, like a good time yeah it wasn't <laughs> oh shoot it was i mean if you had kids yeah. i'm sure it would be like amazing but everything was super overpriced and uh, like so it was like that might seem interesting to check out but it's like 40 bucks per ticket yeah so you can do like one thing yeah so we ended up just like going to an arcade but yeah it and it was it was it was a little obnoxious um but i mean it's it's interesting it's it's like super weird then we went to gatlinburg which i liked even less because it's (sighs) kind of like it's like Kid Vegas for adults, but without the Vegas part. It's just, just like <laughs> all. It's like if you took all the worst parts from like, like Cedar Point. You know where you're just like walking down. It's just these yeah. kitschy, dumb little shops and yeah. nothing. Like yeah. that's all it is. That's the whole city. <laughs> like a bridge over a small creek. Exactly. And yeah. But then that's when we like we did this like guided waterfall hike in uh, the Great Smokies, and I almost fell down a mountain. Oh wow! <laughs> I slipped on a on like a oh. narrow ridge and like almost. Whoop, went down and then immediately after that we encountered a rattlesnake wow which so that that sounds adventurous it was very adventurous then we drove the blue ridge parkway up then went to shenandoah national park did a little hike there saw this incredible view Mm -hmm. and spent the rest of the time on the outer banks and i had never seen the ocean before Mm -hmm. that and now i have that's awesome and it was awesome it was fantastic now i'm back (laughs) back at it and we are all back guys and it's a lot of fun and if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, artists, poets, painters, poets. I said poets twice. <laughs> for, I've said poets twice for someone who's only had one poet on their show. <laughs> so I'm, I was a little too heavy-handed with the poet part. 
Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta reach out to more. Po- Do you guys know any poets? I'm not sure I know any poets. I mean, what's personally? the difference between a songwriter and a poet? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not much of a difference. Yeah. Well, except the poet can't play instruments. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> they don't know yeah. how to. They don't know how to play any instruments. That's the only difference. Well, if you're a poet and you want to be on the show, I'm not hating. Come on, hit hit me up. It's really not hard to get on the show. <laughs> it's like if you reach out, like I mean, unless you're pretty terrible, then you can you can be on the show. Uh, it's I mean, okay, never mind. It's it can, it's a little harder to be on the show. Like I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. Like you can't you can't because I've learned. Like yeah. you know, in the past, you know, not necessarily on the podcast, but when I when I was doing like the regular show, I've had people that. Never heard any other stuff before. They were yeah. just kind of taking it for their word that they were good. Came on and it was terrible. Not great. Not no, <laughs> it was interesting. Great. It was interesting. interesting. That's a good. And word. it's not not their not their music. Their music was. And I'm not I'm not hating on anyone's art. It's like they as individuals were mm-hmm. kind of strange. Yeah. Like, so you gotta you gotta like you gotta you gotta you gotta be a little bit better about you know screening yeah, screening, screening the people you yeah, have on the show a little bit. So you gotta be careful. But anyway, we have. A fantastic show lined up for you today. Later on, we'll be rejoined by our good friend, Jordan Raffaello. You might remember him from, like, around this time last year, I think we had him on. He's an attitude entrepreneur and a Law of Attraction master coach. And I don't, I still don't know how to say it. Aaron, 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 He'll say it properly when he comes on. But yeah, Jordan Raffaello will be joining us a little bit later. But right now, we are joined by Mimi and Nino uh, Chavez. Chavez or, Ch- or Chavez? Chavez. Chavez. Chavez yeah. of the band The Old Adage. The uh, It's like pop and like like i don't even know how it's like glitch pop like we, we're always like torn and how to how to describe it i, I would say indie pop yeah uh, alternative i like saying pop because i feel like we are more pop than yeah. alternative or indie mm-hmm. but i think it kind of just falls and like uh, it's it's yeah. it's a weird gray it's area. like it's like gray pop gray, <laughs> gray pop. area yeah. pop. Yeah. yeah something like that yeah and so uh now let's let's have you guys introduce yourselves tell us uh who you are and what you do in the group mm-hmm. and if you were to have to go on a road trip with any person in history, uh, oh, wow. but uh, you have to uh, take also a really awful person from history with you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. um, okay. You'd have to pick People both first. of them. <laughs> Okay, hi, I'm Nino. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of the production, the engineering stuff, uh, the old adage, some of the songwriting. Mimi does primarily the songwriting, but uh, I, I have a studio and I record and produce and mix, and um, that's primarily my role and perform, play most of the instruments. Without um, you, Mimi would just be a poet. She would just be a poet without. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and so that's primarily my role. Um, people from history. I would. This might sound really. This is who, the terrible person that came up right away is Hitler. That's who. I oh was, man. Yeah. yeah just because like he did a lot. Not necessarily good things, but he just did. Not a lot. necessarily good things. He says. I, I think. Mean, I think for the most part, not good. Yeah. Things. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, but Hitler would be one because he was a great leader. Did bad things, mm-hmm. but he was a good leader. Um, <laughs> Careful. And so yeah, right. No, I'm not saying he did anything good. I mean. Yeah, so he just he knew how to influence. And to be clear, we're bringing so, the worst people that we can think of. That not not the someone we want to be around. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, oh wait. Oh what? <laughs> like I'm saying, like bringing or bringing a really good a person that we want to be with and a really awful person. Yeah. Uh, that is kind of there as like. A, so you're saying Hitler wouldn't count as an awful person? No, I'm. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying I'm I'm, I'm clarifying to the audience oh, okay, that okay, you okay. don't want to bring Hitler because you want to hang out with Hitler. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you you're bringing Hitler because, because he's, an he's awful the worst person. person you can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like. You're bringing a great person you want to hang out with, but you also are bogged down by this terrible person. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he just want to like do terrible things on this road trip. Yes, <laughs> yes. And a great person, like from history ever, did they have to be dead? No. Oh well, actually, now that I think of one, I, I was trying to think of more one. Um, Avicii, just because he just uh, recently died. Nino, Nino <laughs> Chavez, Avicii, and Hitler <laughs> on a road trip to where? Where are you going? Um, let's go to. Uh, the Grand Canyon. Oh, All right. God. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. I haven't been, so I want. I want to see it. That sounds fun. And Mimi, who would you take, and where would you go? Um, well, mine was Hitler. Also, <laughs> oh my I, God, I couldn't think of any. I mean, like, <laughs> there's no one else in history that's bad. <laughs> that's I don't know other a lot than Hitler. Of, like, terrible history, I guess. Um. And then the person I would take is G Easy. Is who? Oh, G-Eazy. That hardly counts I thought you said history. Jeezy. I thought you were talking about Jesus for a second. <laughs> no. Jesus and Hitler. That'd be an interesting combination. That would be very so you guys, are both bringing, you guys are both giving Hitler a free road trip. I know, man. Come on. <laughs> what was up with us? <laughs> and where are you going? Don't say Grand Canyon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Going. Oh, damn. <laughs> I would, I'm probably somewhere like in Europe. I don't know Ooh. Where. A road trip to Europe? I don't oh, think I guess it, it wouldn't be a road trip then, would it? I mean, yeah. you could go to, to to Europe, rent a car, and road trip there. You could go on a road trip in Europe, but I don't think... I, I mean, Hitler would be there, so... <laughs> <laughs> he might not get a great reception. He might get a better reception yeah. in America. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of his fans here now. Yeah, I think nowadays, so. Nowadays, which is strange. It's unusual. But anyway, <laughs> on, on to another topic. So yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about... Uh, your uh, guys' band name, the old adage. Where did, where did you guys get that name from? What the heck? It started out from Atreyu. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The band Atreyu. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I was one not of expecting their, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of their songs is called Becoming the Bull. And one of their lines is, uh, grab the bull by the horns, the old adage goes. Mm-hmm. And like, we were both into heavier music in yeah. high school. Middle so school like, still. No, it was high school. It was high school. Yeah, it was high school. It's around the time I was into the heavier yeah. music too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my Atreyu face too. Yeah. <laughs> So like Nino came with me to the, with that name and he was like I don't really like it but maybe and I was like right away I was just like that's it that's it so that's what we're going with. you guys started uh, this band in like high school 2012 so Nino oh. was in high well, school. well the old adage was technically 2012 but we've been playing we were a Mimi and Nino before mm-hmm. the old adage and that was like I don't know we started that like in freshman year my freshman year so that'd been 20. 2008. Did you always make the kind of music that you make now, like pop music, or was it uh, different when you guys first started making music together? It was like really acoustic. Yeah, oh, when really? we first started, yeah. we kind of like, um, I started playing guitar, and she's always sang. My mom, my mom taught her how to sing from like day one. And so like, I started playing guitar, and we're like, yo, we kind of can do something together here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was just like acoustic and singing, and it kind of just, we just gradually added more, more and more, and then yeah, it just got wild <laughs> and out of hand. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, and now it's just a lot different than, when, than where we started. So uh, tell me about, like, uh, you, he, he mentioned that your mom uh, taught you how to sing. Uh, how did that uh, start? Um, I guess since ever since we were super little, like, 
well, ever since I was super little, I just like wanted to sing or something. Like mm -hmm. ever since I was like alive, I just was like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and <laughs> my mom like would just noticed I got, I had like a, a natural like ear for tune and stuff. So she just like started teaching me like right when I was really young. Is your mom a singer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, she's not like a like famous singer or anything, but she did a, a couple tours with like gospel groups and stuff oh, like nice. that. But she wanted to be a, a mom. So, hmm. Nice. And, and and what about you, Nina? How did like uh tell me about like uh getting started playing yeah. music? Um well my <clears throat> mom had us do like talent shows and stuff when we were when we were really young. And uh nothing like like forced, but kind of forced. Mm -hmm. Um it was just basically like basically forced. Yeah. I mean if there was like a small talent show or something, she would sign us up and she would just like, she's just like sing, you're doing like, this. Yeah. And she's <laughs> okay. just like just sing something. And so we would sing stuff as siblings. Uh we have a younger sister too. Uh mostly Mimi and I though. And uh, we would just do little stuff, little things like that. And we were always involved in music because, like, my mom, uh, she taught us piano at a young age, like, mm -hmm. really basic piano. And then um, come when I was about 12 or 13, I started playing guitar. Um, and that's when I started liking music because I was yeah. in band in middle school and high school. What do you mean liking? Like, you mean liking playing music? Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, like, it was kind of a requirement in our family. Our whole family's musical. So it yeah. was kind of a requirement. And it was just I never thought much of it. Mm -hmm. And then when I started playing guitar, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I, c I could really enjoy this, you know. Yeah. Before it was just like, OK, well, we play piano. We sing. That's it. Yeah. You know, it was just a family thing we just did. And then I started playing guitar, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I, I like this, the kind of music I can play with this, yeah. you know? And it kind of stemmed off that. And then I started, after guitar, I started, like, uh, kind of, like, dwelling into, uh, or diving into more, like, the band instruments, so, like, uh, like bass, keyboard. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, eventually I started diving into, like, the studio side of things, like, the production side of things, because I wanted to do more still, like, synths yeah. and samples and all that kind of stuff. And now then the, then the mixing stuff and kind of just kind of all branched off uh, guitar and that and that was kind of like my starting point. You Do know? you like playing piano more now? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a piano player. I like synth a lot yeah. more. You know what I mean? I like uh, I like I like being in the studio more. Like it's in a way, it's like it's easier for me to be behind my keyboard and my screen than even like with my guitar. You know, I just like what I can achieve more a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And setting up a guitar is a lot more work than just like playing the keyboard that's already on my desk. Yeah, you know so. What are, I, um, what are some of your guys' uh, specific influences, uh, individually and, and together? Specifically, um, I would say current, like from the current sound we're doing now, one of mine was Avicii, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, he was one of my favorite uh, DJs and producers. Um, another current producer that I love, absolutely adore, is uh, Max Martin. Mm -hmm. He like, does production. For, he's done production for like Maroon 5, Kelly Clarkson, oh, Taylor nice. Swift. Uh, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, like all like the top, top, you know. Save Britney He's, Spears for the last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he started with her uh, back in like, that's when he got his first big hits, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the 90s or early 2000s. Um, but he's one of my favorites, Avicii. And um, I don't want to say an influence, but one of my favorites is Jared Leto as a vocalist, yeah. you know. And 30 Seconds of Mars, we actually just went and saw them. And they've been a big influence and like, because they kind of had... I don't want to say st have stayed relevant because I wouldn't say they're relevant anymore, but they've kind of followed some trends and I Jared really Leto like where they're going. Yeah, not, Jared not Leto. Necessarily exactly, yeah. But are they still making music or are they... They are, yeah. Oh, wow. They just yeah, released a new album. Them. Yeah, they just released a new album. I just thought they were, still, they were just like 
touring, like yeah. a reunion tour or something like that. I didn't yeah, know. No, they stuff. just dropped a new album. And oh, wow. um, one of the singles is actually number one on uh, alternative charts right now. Man, I remember that first so. album. I was so into that yeah. album when it came out. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard music like this before. Yeah, it was, it was so one of those in. things. It yeah. really was. That's how I felt when I heard uh, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah? Like, legit. I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> like, a friend of mine showed me. She was like, if you like Sail by AWOL Nation, she's like, I think you'll like this, too. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. I'll listen mm-hmm. to it. And I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I fell in love with it right away. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and what about you, Mimi? Um, mine are all older, except for, like, the newer ones would be, like, just new rap influences, like. <laughs> Cardi B and G. Oh yeah, right. Love Cardi B. So yeah. How good is that new album? So good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that album. <laughs> it's great. Um, all right. So what is this first song that you guys are going to be showing us called? Hollywood. I think so. Yeah. Hollywood remix. The remix. Yeah. Mm, nice. The remix to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what, what's the song about? Mimi wrote it in her dream, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Um. It's multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sleeping one day and then I like just like woke up from like hearing this song in my head and I was like da 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 and I was like, all right, I gotta write this down. And so I started like writing or I actually just record a lot of the times like on my phone, like if yeah. I have a thought or whatever, like um so I'll just pull out my phone and just start singing like whatever the tune is and so I did that and then like I brought it to or I started writing actually that night too I started writing the words and it was just kind of like an idea of like somebody being like good for you and on your brain and like it was just it's kind of like a love story but like it wasn't specifically about anyone but like somebody that i was seeing at the time like influenced it yeah but like it wasn't what i really actually felt towards them yeah, it was like just like oh this would feeling. be cool if that would work out yeah but it's not going to so yeah <laughs> like so dream. like i wrote it like yeah i wrote mm-hmm. it like as if it would i guess work out and if if that person was perfect kind of thing nice like all right obviously nobody's perfect but yeah well i'm perfect (laughs) (laughs) all right so here is the old adage with hollywood remix you're on my back just like a hollywood video fishing on the screen and i'm in sun it's like you're johnny drunk cheering it when i'm 16 it's like a
Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That Heck song yeah. is such a jam, you guys. Thank you. Do you ever like listen to that song and be like, man, the song's a jam? <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I go back and listen to stuff I haven't listened to in a while of ROs, and I'm like... It doesn't feel like it's ours. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't right. feel like I wrote really? it, and I'm oh, just wow. like, where did that come from? Yeah. Really? I don't remember doing that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sometimes... Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, so that that's Hollywood remix. So what made you uh, decide to? Because you had as Hollywood, yeah, like regular Hollywood. originally, yeah, yeah, and then he remixed it. Yeah, uh, what was uh, what made you decide to do that? Remix? Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna sound funny. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift had recently her late, latest album. She had a song called "Ready for It" on mm-hmm. it. You know. Um, and then uh, Blood Pop did a remix of it, and it was really dope. It mm-hmm. was a really good remix. I liked it more than the original. And like ho- like Hollywood reminded me of Ready for It, and we had wrote Hollywood like a year or two ago. We just hadn't released That's it. So weird. And it reminded me a lot of that song, like the way it changes, like from that minor to major kind of like vibe, and just the style reminded it was similar. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a remix to Hollywood because like the Blood Pop remix of that song was really good. <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just do it. And, and Mimi was like, who can have remix it? And I'm like, I'm gonna remix it. <laughs> I'm gonna just redo it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do something else with it, and like make it kind of give you a little more electronic vibe. You know? Yeah. And I did, and I liked it more than the original. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I think it's because I think it's really successful. I think that what you did really Thank brought you. out the best of that song. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Good so job. you guys, uh, you guys also have a music video for for that uh, that remix. Yeah, and it looked like yeah. it was uh, a lot of fun to to make. <laughs> it really was. We spent the whole day mm-hmm. just kind of like fooling around. Yeah, yeah. it was like a, it was a good day. It just like straight fun. Because like work. you go to like a trampoline yeah. like place. Yeah, uh, you go to an arcade. Yep. And tell me about uh like uh, making that video. Like uh, what are the places you went and like, um, well uh, we started your thought um, process Sky behind Zone. that being the video. Yeah. yeah. Well, our buddy Josh. Um, shout out to Josh, your boy at it, Josh Martinez. Hey. Uh, he's <laughs> He's a really like, one of my best friends from growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we were like, "Hey, man, like we should shoot this video for this," and we were kind of brainstorming it. And we're like, "We want, we just want it to be a good vibe. So we don't want to like necessarily like a storyboard it too hard or anything like that." You know what I mean? We want it to just kind of be like look like fun because I mean I feel the song. We don't, we want to, we don't want to spend too much time like thinking about it. We just yeah. wanted to do it, you know, because this is a remix to it. And we're like, "Yeah, let's just do it," you know. And so we thought of try to think of a few places to go. That we thought were like, sounded like a lot of fun that we just kind of wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we just started with breakfast. Um, we shot some of the shots in my apartment. Actually, I just had my, I just got my new apartment, and there was nothing in there yet. Yeah. And so those shots, like those are the, the shots the, underneath. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All the, like the blue and purple, purple yeah. and red ones. That's all that. That's just in my, in my apartment because there was nothing in there yet. Yeah. And so we kind of had a blank canvas, you know. And so we shot some in there. We we got breakfast, and then we went to the sky zone. And we jumped for a few hours, and we just fooled around over there. Were you the only adults jumping around? We we were almost the only adults. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of adults there, but they're just watching their kids. Yeah, they're watching their kids. (laughs) We're like, okay. 
okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun though. Yeah, that sounds like it was, was a awesome. lot of fun. And then we got pizza after that, and then we went to uh, Pinball Pete's up in yeah. Ann Arbor. Yeah, and that was fun. I I haven't been to an arcade in a long time, and I love video games. So yeah. it's like I spent we had a good time. It's a great arcade over there. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's a really good arcade. I love that visual of you guys playing that that big uh um what's that Starship uh, Space thing? Invaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that was fun. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a really cool game too. It really is. Um, so tell me a little bit about like um. Yeah, you guys have any like new music coming out yes. soon? Yeah, new albums or anything? Yeah, yeah, we're doing like an EP that's gonna be what like five songs? Yeah, Ooh. five or six songs. We're still kind of end of we're summer. debating on what Ooh. songs still because we have like probably eight we want to put on it. Yeah, you know, but we don't want to drop a full album yet. You yeah, know, we're not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. It's a lot of work. Um, but we're gonna do an EP. Um, the next single I think we're gonna be releasing is Lame off of it, and mm-hmm. this is I think the best it's so lame. far. But uh, that's what I think about every new song, you yeah. know. But <laughs> this one we've got a lot of positive feedback on, nice. like a lot. So I'm really excited. We just finished recording uh, the rapper we featured on it. Uh, his name's Tez the Do Don. Do you have it on your phone? I do have it on my Maybe phone. Maybe you can play it. Maybe we can play that. Maybe we can, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's unreleased. Because it's unreleased. It's not out yet. Unreleased. But, um, it's it's a jam. It really is. Yeah. Like I personally, I think play it's, that one. I play you play that, that one. one. All right, all right. We will. Ooh. <laughs> Um, so we're that one's gonna be coming up soon. We haven't put a release date on it yet because we want to make sure it's it's ready. We yeah. don't want to just drop it and just say, okay, yeah. go ahead. We want to make sure it's financially there with the video set up and all that stuff. You know what I mean? We want to make sure everything's there. Um, but that'll probably be one of the last singles we release for this EP, and then we'll we'll be releasing the EP. It'll have uh, Hollywood. I just want to be me. Um, we're gonna do some new features on those songs. We're gonna re-release some of the EP with new features. Hollywood remix remix. Um, it'll be the original <laughs> Hollywood, oh, okay. but with new features on it. And then we'll just do. I just want to me. We're gonna do a new feature on that. Lame will have a feature on it. So we're gonna do like a lot of features on, the, on this new EP. Nice. And then a few of them that we haven't released yet will be on the EP too. Awesome. I'm really excited about it. Honestly, like I think this EP is our best work so far. So I mean, that's how it should be. I think you know, yeah. continually keep growing. getting better. Yeah. Do you uh, have a name for the EP yet? We don't have a name for the EP yet. No, no we don't. And we should probably think about that. <laughs> come up, let's come up with one right now. Let's come up with one. All right, I'll, okay. say, a word. Right I'll say a word. Mimi says a word. Nina says a word. And then right. we'll keep going until we like the name. Okay. All right, so the. Old. Kool-Aid. What? <laughs> pizza. I like Eat. it. Nope, that's it. The old the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid was pizza. <laughs> pizza, Kool-Aid's a new pizza. <laughs> or pizza's a new the Kool-Aid. The old Kool-Aid is pizza. Wait, or was yeah. pizza. I love it. Okay, that's I love it. it. That's it. <laughs> Great. The old Kool Aid was pizza. That, that so, works. So Takwasp, or something like that. Yeah. We just took the first letter. Yeah, Takwasp. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, we're gonna play a quick game with you guys. And so I thought, you know, you guys have the name, the old adage, and yes. I thought. How knowledgeable are you guys about old adages? Oh man! So this oh, game is wow. called "Does the Old Adage Know That Old How That Old Adage Happened?" Oh wow! Ooh. Oh man! I don't know for a note message. So basically, <laughs> be this game is: I will give you guys an old adage, mm-hmm. and then I will give you three options, mm-hmm. and you'll have to tell me how that old adage actually came gotcha. into existence. All right, or all it right. came into common use. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? And yeah. uh, so you got to get uh, there's four of them. Let's say you got to get two correct, and you'll get a you get a prize. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. So this one is basket case. All right. Mm-hmm. So was it used a used by 19th century German psychologists to describe someone who needed quote <laughs> der ganze Korb or the whole basket, referring to the litany of tools and medicines they would use on their 
crazy patients, mm-hmm. was it used by B, originally by the U.S. military after World War I, referring to soldiers who had lost their arms and legs and would have to be carried away. Mm. Wow. Or was it C, used by stuffy grandmothers in the 1950s that referred to an old suitcase that was very large and could carry people's precious baskets in the heavy rain? I thought the first one sounded like really Legit. dumb, but like it, it sounds like the one, right? I don't know, man. I would I, every time he said one, you it sounded like, wow. like the right one. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Um, I my I guess think is the first one. I was guessing one. C. When in doubt, go with C. That's what I always do. No, I don't know. I don't know. Are we you, gonna you, do you separate? separate? Are we, we gonna separate? have separate tallies? Oh shoot, we gotta agree on one. We could. I mean, we can. You don't have one. to agree on them. Okay. Yeah. You guys want to play separate? Yeah, let's do separate. Let's, do separate. let's well, compete. Well, is this? You're both wrong. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> it was B. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that that Dang, plays to my ability to make up fake answers. That's intense. Nice. Though. B <laughs> so yeah, it was used by U.S. military after World War One, referring to soldiers who had lost their arms and legs had to be carried away. Wow. So. Well, how does that mean bass? I don't know. <laughs> That's just where it came from. I'm sure basket case, like, uh, oh man, you're wow. your total basket case. Yeah, it's not very nice. It's kind of a total like, loss. Like you couldn't like, like, just like you'd just have to be put in a basket. <laughs> you have to be put in a basket. Yeah, yeah basically. You, have no you live in a basket now. Yeah. Like, oh, that's sad. That's what I was saying. It's that's intense. So that's sad. sad. I think they're all gone. They're all. You know, I don't think you're going to be offending any World War One vets. <laughs> yeah, probably point. not. Yeah. True. Uh, all right. Next one is cut of your jib. Mm. You guys familiar with this jib. phrase? I'm like, not I, familiar with that. No, phrase. you never I heard. Think so. I like. I like the cut of this guy's jib. Okay. Never that heard sounds that. Dirty. Wow. <laughs> all right. So it's interesting. Have you heard of Mimi? It never. sounds familiar, but I don't. Wow. I don't know. All right. No, I, I don't think so. It's, um, it's like a pe- think of a Brooklyn pizza restaurant. Guys saying that to each other. <laughs> so like, I like the it, cut of this guy's mean? jib. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I think in in the common uh, use, it's like uh, you like. Like the like this guy's deal. Like, yeah, like, oh, I like his style. Okay, I like, I like this his vibe. I like the uh, yeah, I like your vibe. That's yeah. pretty much oh, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah, I like the cut of your jib. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. So was it a brought to common use by Sir Walter Scott in the early 19th century, referring to one's country of origin as a jib, which is a sail of a boat, and it's an expression for appreciation for someone as a whole, like their background origins. Mm-hmm. Was it B brought to common use by Colonial General Nathaniel Green in reference to the jib, the fatty part of a part of a pork loin, and expressing appreciation for a companion's generosity? Or was it C brought to common use by George W. Bush Sr. when he would attend cannibal potlucks, referring to the meat around the human elbow as the jib? No. <laughs> I think it's C, you guys. I guess. I a. think it's A. A. The Sir Walter Scott, with referring to the sail on a boat. Yeah. That's correct. You guys Yay, are both right. Good job. Wow. All right. So you guys just need to get one more correct to get the prize. All right. All right. Next up is frog in the throat. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar with this yes. one? Like I got yeah. a frog in my throat? Yeah. All right. Typically meant to ind- indicate that you uh, have a frog. Have a f- literal <laughs> frog in your throat. That's not an adage. It's yep. just a literal description of, a th- of an ailment. Of animals <laughs> inside of my yes. neck. All right. Is it A, named for a cure for the sore throat in the late 19th century? Mm. Mm. Is it B, <laughs> br- yeah, that one wasn't very creative. Uh, <laughs> B, brought to use by Civil War soldiers who would develop diseases from frogs hopping in their mouths as they slept in marshes. Or is it C, a common misstating of the phrase dog in the throat, which was brought to use by Civil War soldiers who would develop diseases from dogs hopping in their throats <laughs> by when they slept in marches? I'm going to guess A. I'm going with B. B going with sounds B? good, but wait, what was A again? Uh, a name for a cure for the sore throat in the 19th century, the late 19th century. 
Well, I guess it sounds more like B then. But B sounds so stupid. It was my no, answer. it sounds dumb. But like it <laughs> no, sounds legit. It. I'll get it right. You can get it no, wrong. No, but like the first one now that he repeated it sounds. So are you going with A? Uh, or are you going with B? Uh, <laughs> no one's going with C. <laughs> yeah, just pick C. Dog in the throat. Um, yeah, dog. You like dogs. Fine. I'll choose A just because I know it's wrong. Oh, well, actually, you're correct. Oh. <laughs> it is A. Sorry, Nino. Well, you Damn. can still you can still win, too, Nino, if you get the last one correct. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> the last one is fly off the handle. Fly you guys familiar with this? Yeah. Like someone's going wild. They're flying mm-hmm. off the handle. Yeah. All right. Was it coined by British sailor Paul F. Roxbury in 1914? It's a phrase referring to sailors who would get... Uh, too gung ho in heavy storms and fall off the ship after not holding onto the handrails tight enough. Was it B, coined by American writer Thomas C. Halliburton in 1843? The A. phrase. I, well, oh, man. Well, you don't I like was it. confident. In, I can tell by how he's talking about <laughs> it. Oh, right. In 1843, the phrase was inspired by the way an axe head would fly off the handle if loose. Mm-hmm. Swing a hand. It goes crazy. Coined by Twitter creator Jack Dorsey when referring to how fast people would unfollow someone when they started tweeting racist thoughts. Fly off the Twitter handle. A. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with B. Um, my answer is B. That's All right, Nino, answer. you're correct. Hey! It was the X handle. I see. I'm, I don't have a good. I have a good. I have a great poker face. He has Dang, a good poker face. Yeah, I guess so. you fell yeah. for it. I totally did. <laughs> well, the good news is you guys both win. We you both win. Won. You get to share this blue sharpie marker. Oh wow! Oh my god! Congratulations! You can have a cap. Wow, that's really Thank nice. You, so much. you guys both, and that makes it useless. So you guys. Put in my pocket. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, great. Thank you guys so much. That was uh, very fun. I'm glad you guys both won something. I'm really glad we won, too. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we need more Sharpies for <laughs> we, our merch, too. There you <laughs> go. Always. We, like, draw on balloons at shows. Yeah. Full disclosure, that's not my Sharpie to give away. I just found it. That's okay. But you can have it. I'll uh, take it. I don't have any uh, personal attachment to it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, what is this next song that you guys are going to show us called? Um, do you want to do Lame? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. Great. Yeah, what is the song about? Um, this song's about grinding. Like, yeah, it really is. It's called lame. Like grinding it, on the dance floor or grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> it feels like at some point at some points. Um basically but, working yeah, hard. Yeah, doing work. Kind of like it's called lame because it's like people might think it's lame, but I'm going to bed early, I'm getting up early, I'm gonna grind, I'm gonna hit the gym, I'm gonna basically just work hard be lame and not go out and have fun all the time yeah. unfortunately and work hard and get what i want to do done nice yeah all right so here is lame by the old adage nice go ahead and record it yeah just record it hit the button and do the thing yeah that's good all right can i get a little bit more in here And I'm working hard for jewels yeah. Getting more and staying sober Getting money too Gonna keep a sweet cake For money just to consume If you ain't messing with it Find some losers you can scoop I wake up at the same time Each and every day I tighten on so hard Oh my god, there ain't no other way I ain't going nowhere I will leave a legacy I'll still introduce myself But I won't have to Say it. Lame, lame, 
like I do Control or delete because I'm starting something new I put on a nice face, I don't wanna look like you Borderline potato mind, mash and fry and mash and I wake up at the same time each and every day I'm tightening up so hard on my grind There ain't no other way Still introduce myself, but I won't have to There's no time that's bigger than now There's no person bigger than I You trying your hardest and I'm steady simmering down But still I'm like ten times better I'm As better. if it wasn't obvious, that's why your girlfriend left you she You left see her run packs, it's because I met her I And met if she her. come back, it's because I let her Got left Corner store action got me plotting for weeks hey. To find a way to drop a jam and have it rock in the streets hey. Red Bull got me up, but did not give me wings uh. Money badge under my eyes, cause I'm not getting sleep uh. Now if you feel that, then you feel like me feel But I don't think nobody keep it real like me nah. And I don't see nobody with a will like me Turn nah. the game into my life, you don't live like me I wake up at the same time each and every day I'm fighting up so hard on my grind There ain't no other way I ain't going nowhere I will leave a legacy I'll still introduce myself but I won't have to Super awesome. Unreleased track, you guys. Unreleased, that was yeah. a Michael Dupree Variety Hour exclusive. So far, <laughs> That's yeah. That's what we call it in the biz. All right. <laughs> we call it. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. You have been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And good luck in all your future endeavors. <laughs> Sounds like I'm firing you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you guys are no longer. <laughs> Up next, we are going to be joined by uh, entrepreneur. Oh, man, I already forgot how to introduce you. You have so many damn titles. Uh, attitude entrepreneur and law of attraction master coach and Errol Nottlenot, <laughs> Jordan Raffaello. We'll be back after this. Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I'm sitting here joined by Mimi and Nino Chavez of The Old Adage. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Oh. <laughs> See? Already messing <laughs> up. 
It's hard to remember. Uh, and also, we are joined by friend of the show, or a uh, former person that's been on the show before. I don't know how he feels about the show. Uh, <laughs> but his name is Jordan Raffaello. He's uh, an attitude entrepreneur and law of attraction master coach and uh, air or... Or an or an Oh, narrow knot. Oh, narrow knot. You're yeah. gonna have to remind me what that means. Yeah, that is someone who knows how to control their own dreams, how to lucid dream, right. if oh. you will. Well, very nice. Right. I, remember that? Yes, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a it's a it's a complicated word, so it, it kind of left my memory. Well, you know what? I am so happy to be back right now, and not only am I a former guest, I'm also a friend and a big fan. I've listened to that episode that I was on about 400 times. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've shared. Have it you listened on... to any other episodes? I didn't know you had any other episodes. Oh. You didn't know that, that, I think that was like, what, episode 20-something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, somewhere on there. You didn't yeah. know that there were episodes before and after. Your assistant sent me the link to that one, so I saved that one in my podcast oh, okay. channel, and uh, I've been listening to a lot. Uh, a lot of my own uh, my own fans yeah. uh, have listened to that episode many times, Great. too. Yeah, that is our highest-ranking episode. It has, like, a four million listens. Yeah, absolutely. Everything else only has, like... <laughs> A hundred. Well, I'm I'm really happy that I'm about to increase your your listenership once again, Michael. Thank you, thank yeah. you so much. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Uh, last time I was here, I left a canteen full of kombucha. I wonder if you yes. still have yes, that. Yes, I do. It's still here. Fantastic. I am parched. I would love a sip of that. It's very hot and very perfect. Old looking. Perfect. Kombucha doesn't uh, age as well. It ages like wine, though. Yeah. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Nino and Mimi, you're both uh, band musicians. Yeah. Uh, would you like some uh, possibly uh, hallucinogenic kombucha? At this point, I'm saying I don't know what to it's expect It's a year old results. at this point. It's a year uh, old. I'll take it. Oh, excellent. There you go. <laughs> wow. Cheers to all of us being here. <laughs> Cheers. As um, you know, I'm a, a law of attraction master coach, and I would say that we've all come together for a reason today. We've all attracted ourselves here. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you've done it, Michael, to attract this talented group of people, but good for you. You've been working on yourself, that means. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank the, you for uh, stepping up your game. We had some talented people on the last time you were on Complainer. Right, absolutely. Yeah, they were, they were talented. Yes, they were. Um, you didn't say all this many compliments about them, though. Do you know what? Uh, we just didn't have time in the conversation uh, to get to it, but that's true. Complainer, you're fantastic. Good, yeah, they are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, uh, for those who haven't listened to the first episode, which uh, might be rare because I think everyone's listened to it at this point, uh, what? Tell me, remind everyone who you are, what it is you do, and like, uh, what, what's new. Well, uh, I'll start off with what I do. I am an attitude entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Right. Uh, what that means is I am an author and mm -hmm. a coach yeah. and I lead workshops, workshops that by the way, sell out and that people love and they refer to their friends and family to, um, where we work on reverse engineering our attitude problems and create new attitudes for ourselves so that we can step up our games and go out there and achieve our goals and our dreams yes. together. Very nice. Yeah. You're also a law of attraction master coach. Yeah, and that and that That's ties into too, to yeah. what I just talked about. Mm -hmm. And I am also an Oneronaut. Yes. I am the world's only income earning Oneronaut. Oh. Yeah. I, I actually do receive an income from lucid dreaming. Yes. So I'm very how blessed. Do, and to have I, that. I don't remember if we discussed this last time, but how do you monetize 
uh, lucid dreaming. Well, I can teach you all about that in one of my next uh, workshops that's upcoming. I have one here wow. happening right next weekend in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you can go to my website, which you can put in the show notes, and look up how you can join that workshop and find out how you can monetize lucid dreaming yourself. Wow. So, so you mostly monetize lucid dreaming by teaching seminars about it. That's one way, but also through my own dreams, people pay me. Uh, interesting. Yeah, and you can have that. I happen mean, to the, you the too. same thing kind of happened with you guys. I mean, you you had a dream mm -hmm. and and made a song about it and monetized it. I imagine. Yeah, Bandcamp. Yes. So, I mean, that's another way to monetize your dreams. A absolutely. Now, so it, there, you might be the second, third people on this planet who have monetized <laughs> their <laughs> dreams. Well, when did you start? I started a couple years ago in that. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me a d an exact year. It was 2016. And you guys wrote Hollywood in 2015, right? I meant 2014. No, no uh -oh. 2016. Oh. 2016. Mm -hmm. I meant 2016. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We don't know who the first ones were. Well, it, do, it doesn't matter. This is not a pissing competition. Oh. Um, I know that. Please don't swear on my show. Uh, this, is not, this is not avoiding your bladder competition, mm -hmm. Michael. Okay. Okay. You can swear again if you want. I'm done with, I'm done with using potty language. Um, well, I just want to, first of all, I wanted to, to compliment uh, what you're wearing today. Uh, well dressed as always. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. Who are you wearing? I'm dressed head to toe right now in um, Bell Staff. Wow, very nice. Yeah, uh, and, and for the people at home, it's like a, it's all tartan, yep. uh, like a full. And it's very bold to wear. Uh, someone would say plaid, but it's tartan. Um, very all three piece suit. Um, and I mean, you you certainly turn heads. I imagine. I, I thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, what was it, what what made you decide to to wear that today? Well, um, I actually had it in the leftover in my in the back of my um, my. Uh, my Range Rover Evoque, which that's the only thing I drive when I'm in when I'm in Detroit in Michigan. Why is that? I, Potholes. Uh, it, it does great in in the unkempt roads conditions yeah. that we we have in this state. So when I'm in town, that's what I drive. Mm -hmm. And um, I had it back there, and I said, you know what? This looked great last time. It's still in style. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it again today. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is what you wore last time. Yeah. I forgot. Right. Yeah. It, I was wondering why it looked so familiar. Oh, so uh, tell me a little bit about what what's new. Uh, you you came out and you told me. Uh, that you needed to be back on because you had some new things that you wanted to share with, with my uh, captive audience. Absolutely. Or most, your captive audience, mostly, because yep. it's been mostly your listeners. Yeah. Uh, well, I heard that uh, you um, uh, were interested in maybe starting to improve your life more from the last time you and I worked together yes. on working on it. So I'm back to tell you that, hey, I've got some more workshops coming up, some brand new, never-before-seen workshops, mm -hmm. um, and I'd love to have you on it. Wow. Come to them. I'd love for you to buy uh, a ticket. You want me to just be there? You don't want me to? You don't want me to be part of the workshop? No, I don't. Want, I want you to buy a ticket to my <laughs> workshop, and I want your uh, your listeners to buy a ticket also. So you came on my podcast uh, to try to sell me on coming to your workshops. Absolutely. And if you go to my website, which I hope you put in the show descriptions, and you enter promo code JORDAN20, you'll receive 4% off. Wow. 4%? Yeah. That's a lot. Um, that deal is about to expire, though. So When is it going to expire? In 20 minutes. So if this, uh, if you don't put this podcast out ASAP, unfortunately, you're going right to do your listeners a disservice. 20 minutes from, do, right 20 minutes from the time it's released. From, from right now. Oh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we We'll probably be wrapping up but, in 20 minutes. But what you'll gain, what what you and your listeners will gain from attending that workshop, even at full price, 
will not compare to the fortunes that you will amass after learning my patented techniques and added to technologies. Can you give us uh, some of the techniques that you, you would, you'll be sharing at these will, new workshops? I will be giving you plenty of those techniques in my workshop. Give us just like a, like a taste. A taste. Just one. One technique. One new technique. Well, I'd love to do that, Michael, but you know what? What if I gave you $4 right now? If you add four more zeros to the end of that four... But, four more zeros. But you know, you know what? Something might for come. one technique. For one technique. This is how this is how much it's worth. And you know what? If you go on to to come up with your own techniques, you might even make even more money than that than what I'm telling you. Right to be now. clear, you met you four more zeros would be forty thousand dollars. <laughs> now, now to, to someone like you in in your financial position, that might sound like that might sound like a lot of money. It's and a lot it, of money. It, it might be laughable, but. But once you learn these techniques mm-hmm. and these technologies, added to technologies become available to you, and you're going to learn how to utilize them. You're going to learn how to be able to go out and hit the ground running to the streets immediately after my workshop. Even on the breaks from my workshop, you'll learn how to capitalize from them, and you'll enter the top 1% of the economy. But how do I know, if I don't know an example, even a base example of what the techniques you're going to be sharing are, how do I know that it's worth it you're just saying that it's what could happen but how do i know that it's anything even worth going to well you're gonna have to believe in yourself and you're gonna have to believe in myself too okay and if you're unwilling to take the first step of believing in yourself then you can't trust anybody that's and it won't matter whether you trust me or not that's very true and it means you'll always be in this position great (laughs) old adage you have any questions for uh for jordan raffaello here I'm just curious. Uh, I want to sign up, so where can oh, I wow. find the? Uh... You have forty thousand dollars to just throw I, I, on I a may, single workshop. <laughs> wow. Well, because you two are are up and coming, yeah, celebrities. Uh, I'm going to give you a huge discount. Uh, I understand that uh, my assistants have been doing some research for me, and they told me that you do have a, a substantial listenership already. So I would like to invite you into the VIP program, which gives you um, VIP access. Wow. To, my, to me and he didn't to even give me that, speakers. and I've had him on my show twice. And uh, it's wow. not going to cost you that much money. Um, we'll talk numbers after, but it's no, probably let's, what let's you got Let's talk about the right numbers now. right now. I'm going to give it to you, all to you that package plus more, which you're going to find out in the form of a surprise at the workshop. In all four, forty dollars. Forty dollars. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we can do that. I think today. yeah. I think you really need to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah. I have like. I'll, that and lose change in my pocket right now. Yeah. So why are you offering that? Why are you offering them that? That is a, a substantial discount. That it's, is a uh, what is that? A, that's a ten thousand percent discount. <laughs> well, let me explain, Michael. It's uh, it's because they've attracted the 1, that number. They are respon- just like I told you last time I was on. You're responsible for creating your own reality. Yeah. Okay. And and the old adage are they're responsible for creating the reality that they've created, yeah. and they've created one in which I've given them a very generous discount. <laughs> and uh, maybe one day you'll catch up to speed. A discount to the point of like, I mean, that's worth one regular workshop. Like any other workshop would probably cost around forty dollars, but this is a huge discount for well, Jordan Raffaella. Absolutely, and, and and nothing at my workshops ever cost forty dollars, except for my one of my books. You can get my one of my signed autographed books for at least that much money, or even a poster. You can get a half. signed book from you for forty dollars. Signed book from me for forty dollars, no matter how much you pay for the workshop. 
And you know, you, you have, have to, to pay for the workshop. You have to pay for the workshop, and my workshops are are all based on a, a tiered system. Yeah, and it's always based on your vibrational output and what <laughs> I think your attitude deserves to have to pay to come to Des- my workshop. Describe each of our vibrational outputs, please. Okay, who, who would you like me to start with first? Me. Mimi wants to go first. Okay, Mimi, you remind me. You have the exact not not only physical. Um, uh, similarity, but also your vibrational signature is precisely like a girl who refused to go on a second date with me when I was a uh, back when I was a professional um, badminton player. Okay, <laughs> and uh, she, but she recently followed me on Instagram and liked <laughs> several pictures, and so uh, I like you and I feel you. And uh, <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like uh, you're well, you're not helping her know what her vibration. Vibrational signature by describing someone that you know. What right. is that? What? How does? How can she? How can you interpret it for something that she'll understand? You've, you've got a great attitude. You've got a great smoky eye going on, and um, <laughs> and, and, you, and you smell fantastic. And uh, and you're not triggering any of my allergies. Okay, well, that's very nice. Um, you're a very calming presence. Um, yeah. Does that? That's is that great, more precise? What about Nina? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Nino, you feel like you're like somebody who I could bro out with for an entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah, and um, and I get no resistance from you. Um, like I get a lot of resistance from Michael. Yes, right. A very resistant, combative personality. Yes, it's conscious. He's and, and right, and he's got definitely. He I call him the combative personality type. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you're the, definitely the bro out kind of personality type. <laughs> For an entire is that weekend. a technical term, the bro out? It, it is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Is that in your book? It is. Wow. Yeah. That, is that the name of one it's, of your it's books? In, it's, in, it's in my book called Smizing and Other Soft <laughs> yeah, Skills. That's what it was. Right? Um, it's one of the chapters in that. Yeah. Bro and out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you just got an audio book released out of that, that, that book too, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. An audible. Yeah. That's very good. Thank you. And, and I narrated it myself. Of course. Of course. I did. No one else right. can say your words. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Now, what about me? What about my my vibrational signature? Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but you're combative. <laughs> you re- have mentioned and it. resistance. Yeah, but I I see you you um your gaze your vibrational gaze tends to glance over very frequently at the the good side of the universe, right? You you oh. want to step over and improve your attitude. Like grass is greener. The, you see that the grass is greener where I'm standing. Oh. And where my new friends are standing, yeah, and and you kind of grunt, and you kind of think maybe one day I can cross over. But you know what that says to me is that you're a, an ambitious man, and you're willing to to someday shed this combative, hostile personality type. I don't think I'm normally combative. Like I don't think I was combative during my interview with you guys. Uh, it's something about you, Jordan. Is uh, it, it seems like you're trying to grift people. You know? What do you mean by grift? Well, I mean, you almost charged me $40,000 for asking more for one technique, one example of a technique on a radio show so I can better advertise your workshops for you. You know, it, it's funny that you say this. I get what you, you know. So I met uh, Sar Moonchild. Oh, yeah. Um, He's he, another guy who often I butt heads with. He warned me about you. And, and I could tell you, but I think I could tell that you had a combative personality type the first time I was on. Um, you didn't want to hand hug with me, which I didn't take per- that personally. Yeah. And we still hand hug. You did because you talked about it a lot. 
talks about it a lot. And uh, but he told me that after getting to once he's been on your show more than one time, yes. and it, that that you get a little more hostile and uh, accusational. I think it's the personality types because you guys have similar personality types. You're both entrepreneurs. Um, we are. You know, there's only three people on the show that I've really not gotten along with well, and that's you, Star the Moonchild, and <laughs> Piers Morgan. Uh, so, and I and I don't know what it is, but because I think I got along with you well the first time, but yeah, this time you're, so something about you is not working for me. You put you put on definitely uh, a floral facade last time. Floral. Oh, you, okay. you were you're on your best behavior. I don't know if yeah. you were medicated at that time, but I recommend that you can go back on those medications. <laughs> you don't know what medications that might have been, and why would you recommend that? Well, I can just tell. What if I was on um, crystal meth? Well, that, you know what. It, it was working for you, and you were a joy to be around when that was the ki- when you were on Crystal Math. Oh, okay. Okay, um, but like I said, you know what? Uh, my one of my workshops, especially the one that's upcoming, mm-hmm. can really change your world. What's and the workshop we'll... called? Jordan Raffaello presents. <laughs> so you only have one workshop that you do. Well, that's the one I'm doing right now, and there will be another workshop coming up this later this summer uh, that we're going to talk about the O'Neronautic. Uh, See, that's what I'm interested in. I want to learn how to lucid dream. Well, then come to that. You know what? I'm going to give you a discount. Really? Absolutely. So the the normal price of that that workshop is? $1,700. Okay. And what's the discount you're giving me? I'm going to give you a $700 discount. So just $1,000? Just $1,000. And is it just one day? It's an entire week. Oh, oh, see, that's okay. I'm only going to be there for one hour of it. Uh, Oh. Okay, so who's teaching the workshop? I have a couple of their former students who've advanced through the master uh, Oneronautic program to arrive at the level where they can start teaching my class, too. Hmm. But, I, I mean, aren't people paying to, like, spend a week with you? They're paying mostly for that one hour of my presence. Oh, okay. But it takes a long they time. They don't have to pay anything for this hour of your presence. <laughs> N- not at all. Wow. I feel like I don't know. What did he do to deserve that hour? Yeah. That's a good question, actually. It's, it's, he is becoming a little bit less resistant right now. Um, there's a desperation that he, usually desperation annoys me to the point where I'm constantly rolling my eyes when I see desperation in somebody. And You've been rolling your eyes most of this interview, so. And... You're starting to let go some of that, and you're, I can tell that you're beginning to agree entirely with me yes. about your assessment of who you are now and who you can be. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for... Well, th- uh, thank you for for conceding. Yeah. I mean, I don't always necessarily uh, ag- uh, agree when people decide to try to do uh you know assessments of people vibes or auras or vibrational well, assessments but i mean I, the old adage seems happy uh with yeah with your assessment of them yeah you guys well they don't call me a master coach and i did that's not a term i gave myself yeah okay that's the ter- term the world gave me yeah right you kind of fell into that i gracefully walked into it i slid into it like i slid into home base yeah all right. I didn't fall into anything. I don't fall. I'm sorry. Falling is for people who are clumsy uh-huh. at life, who don't know the direction that they're headed. Yeah. Right. But you can learn the direction you're headed if you come to one of my workshops. Very nice. Right. Mimi and Nino, do you have any uh, any more questions for uh, Jordan? Um, 
<clears throat> what what inspired you to be um, do this? Well, I uh, a few years back before I got into this, I was on a, a radio show, a late night radio show, in in New Mexico, and uh, and I started talking about this sort of thing, and I found out that listenership went up and more people started calling in. Right when I started uh, giving ins moments of inspiration mm -hmm. and moments of motivation. And what uh, were you doing that were you had you on the radio show in the first place? It started off as an internship, and oh. then the host just stopped showing up. Oh. I, I we to this day I don't know what happened to him. He also worked part time at a scorpion farm, so I'm thinking it had to do something. Probably with that. something like that to do with that. And uh, so I just took over. I kept pressing buttons on the equipment until I found out that I was on the air. Yeah, and um, I read a little bit of Chicken Soup for the Soul <laughs> uh, Which on soul? air. Just the basic, original, basic chicken soup for the soul? The, the original. Wow. Okay. Classic. Thank you. And and then from there, I said, you know what? I can do better than this. And I just started speaking from the heart, speaking from the soul. Um, and uh, I didn't need chicken soup to do that. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Do you have any questions? Do you like chicken soup? No. don't. I don't eat it. No. You just like the idea of it. I don't even like the idea of it, Michael. <laughs> oh. I don't like the salt in it. I think it smells. It doesn't smell great. You know? Can we talk about that? Can we, no. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> I, this is what Sar talks about, and, and I have to agree with him. Even though he owes me a lot of money right now. Oh, he does? He, yes. I'm going to say it right now. He owes me some money. He came to one of my workshops mm -hmm. and paid to get in to take it, and then he paid cash, and then took back the cash. Wow. Right and demanded to be paid for it for his presence. He thought he was going to take over. Well, that didn't happen, obviously. And security had to remove him. Uh, we later met up for some nice tea, which <laughs> I paid for. Yeah, tea and cucumber sandwiches, and still no money. But wow. it's okay. Uh, you know what? I'm all about forgiveness, and I'm all about also getting money. Yeah, my money back. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Do you have any questions for Mimi or Nino before we before we get done here? Would you like me to sign a copy of my book for you? Wow. I'd love that. That'd be great. You got it. Very nice. We're still Can we get pictures? Absolutely. Wow. You're you're really just giving things away. I am in a generous mood. And I wish you would be in a generous mood also, Michael. They have you on my show. Well, I'd like you to show me a crispier version of your personality. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Well, you're going to learn what it means when you come to my workshop. You're going to sign up. 40 grand. You can afford it. Jesus. I don't care what you have to do. You know you got to get there. And they get $40 for the same workshop. You're going to have to let that. And they that, get a VIP experience. You're going to have to let that go, Michael. What if I join the band? You know what? You work on you first and not oh. work. And you worry about Michael Dupree and let the old adage worry, worry about the old adage. All right. Sounds and then good. maybe and maybe you'll come to a place where you can get a discount. And I believe in you. I know you can do it. Well, thank you You'll guys all out. so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, make sure, you, where can people find uh, more from you guys? The Old Adage. Um, Theoldadagemusic.com. Uh, just search The Old Adage on any handle. On any handle. Twitter, or, Instagram, yeah. Bandcamp, all the above. And uh, make sure to look out for their upcoming EP, uh, End of Summer-ish. Yeah. End of Summer-ish. Um, what was it? The Old Kool-Aid Was Pizza? Yes. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Jordan Raffaello, where can people find more from you? JordanRaffaello.com. Nice. And uh, make sure that you guys uh, follow The Gay Agenda on YouTube. What? 
Uh, they're a web series. Uh, it's a fantastic web series. Great, great comedians. Great stuff on there. Uh, make sure to follow them. Subscribe. Hit the little bell. Yeah, go to thegayagendashow.net. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, I'm big fans of brand. I'm a big fan of Brand Branson yeah, in I'm particular. Sure yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you are. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. We'll be back next week with more fun. Oh, and here is once again with uh, Gay. Nope. The old adage with uh, what song are you guys going to show us? I just, just want to be, be me. me. Wow. In sync. Uh, you guys should change your name, the name of your band to InSync. That'd be a good one. Yeah, that's a yeah. great name band, favorite band. All right, so here is I Just Want to Be Me by The Old Adage. Man, I'm so sick of people looking at me like I'm so weird. I'm just out here trying to be myself. I just want to be me. I work, I talk, I play pretend with you Shirt tucked, boss sucks, mouth shut I'm not offending you You be all up in my face If I was in vain, show my true face Yeah, I'm sick of standing in place Up, I'm up, think I'm in love with this Meeting myself, working in hell but building heaven Now you end up in my face, close on my face Show my true face, I'm sick of standing in place I am a nice, where is my stage?
just want to be me. Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.